are you now, are now listening, listening to, to The War the Report, Report. Wednesday, Wednesday Night, night War, war room. room with your host, C-Dope. It's your boy, Caesar Walker. Well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. C-G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! Let's go ahead and get to it. Auburn has a new assistant, a wide receivers coach, and I like this comment by Riley. It says, very solid hire, but there can only be room for one Ike. <laughs> and he gets the thumbs up or the sign of approval from our very own Ike Jones. Oh, man. All right. I feel this that. Is a, this is a different Ike. Auburn hires Ike Hilliard as his wide receivers yeah. coach. I like uh, that, though. I like mm, that, though. Mm. Now, yeah. I, I'll, I'll definitely share it with this one, though. So he's cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I feel that. I feel that. He need to come on the war report, though. So, you know. Hey, we might get, we might. Hey, listen, don't test me. I'll get them on here. Hey. Talk about these receivers. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it popping. We might need to do that. We might need to do that. Listen, this Hilliard comes with a pretty extensive resume. Uh, this guy was a, in 1996 or during the 90s, he was a first team All SEC and first team All American wide receiver for the Florida Gators playing under Steve Spurrier. You know, there's a lot of, uh, opportunities in that fun and gun offense. Went on to the NFL and played receiver for 12 seasons, also coached for 11 seasons in, in, in the NFL. He's the latest hire that fills out Brian Harson's staff, which I, for one, am impressed with the hire. Um, I think it's a good pickup, and uh, I'm looking forward to see how he gels with what Harson wants. Um, and I'm hoping that there's good chemistry there. I'm hoping that he's able to... Uh, continue to develop and work with our receivers, but I want to get you guys thoughts on the latest hire. I'll start with you, B. Well, I was confused as to who he was going to grab this late in the cycle. A lot of the coaching carousel has settled down. Even people who built their staffs late had started to settle in, like Cristobal was filling his out. He was late, super late, but he grabbed whoever he wanted because I guess he's got it like that. And it left me thinking... With the upheaval we just saw, with all the change and the drama surrounding the program, who was signed on for this? And when you know it, an adult stepped into the room and said, yeah, I coach wide receivers. I will coach wide receivers. My name is Ike. I don't know if those are his exact words. That's what, you know, I imagine. That sounds like something Ike would say, though. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he's got a pattern here. I want NFL dudes. We saw the theme with the NFL uh, translating with signing day, right? So it was come to the podium, talk about the player at the podium like the commissioner does when he drafts players. And um, far and wide, that was viewed as, as a positive. He went to the NFL to get an offensive coordinator initially. That didn't work out. And um, he actually, he went to the NFL to get the D-line coach last year. Nick Eason was in the NFL. So he's got a pattern here. I'm going to get you to the NFL. And you know how I'm going to get you to the NFL? By getting NFL guys to coach you up. This is a positive. This is a win. 
This is I don't I don't know how to view this as anything other than a win for him. Now the question will always come into play: Can he recruit? Does he want to recruit? Is he comfortable recruiting? I don't think anybody is signing on to coach college who doesn't know that that's a major part of the job. But I would imagine that for a guy who played in this conference, played in this league, won in this league, played in the NFL, that he has a lot to say um, to relate to the kids that we want to bring here and also those parents. I, I, I mean, I'm not assuming that he has this personality that is automatically a winning personality, but I'm going to assume he can coach X and O's. I'm going to assume that he can relate to these kids coming in here. And those two automatically, that's win, win. So I love it. Great hire. Talk to me, uh, the original Ike. Yeah. How do you feel uh, about the the uh, the 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 other Ike coming in to the Auburn fold? Uh, you know, listen, uh, as B. Will says, I don't know that there's anything you can do but um, think that this is a positive thing for this staff. Um, people were concerned about who Coach Harson was going to be able to pull in. And listen, I, I think he's done a bang up job putting this staff together. Like we can, you can have questions about uh, Eric Kesaw if you want to as offensive coordinator. Um, and so I think that might be the only one that I will even allow some or entertain a conversation of what were we doing here? Because um, I understand the, the the hesitation on that one because of all of the things surrounding, you know, originally going in another direction, blah, blah, blah. But man, for you to go and get this one after that, rounding out the staff in, in a colossal way, I feel like is an amazing thing. I need to make sure I do something really quick. Boom. So I could, uh, Mm. Yeah, uh, so I can uh, make sure it's known. But um, but yeah, so I think it's a colossal hire, <laughs> and I think it's a good thing for the um the staff to have more NFL guys on here when you are trying to compete in a league that puts people in the NFL consistently. You need to have a, a strong recruiting pitch to say, "Hey, we know the guys that can get you there." So I love it. Mike G, your thoughts, sir. Uh, yeah. So in terms of recruiting, I think this is a slam dunk, uh, based just based on optics alone. Now, as Brian alluded to, who were we going to go get this late in the game? I don't know that there was anyone on the radar that stood out. And some people were anticipating probably another promotion from within. A lot of people were throwing Trevon Reed's name out there. I'm not sure if he was ready for the on-field on position, but he is a valued member of the staff. They just named him Director of Recruiting Relations. Uh, so I think that's where he's best served right now. But in football terms of football and recruiting relations, football and recruiting relations, right? So I just I like it. I like the I like the hire. Uh, you know, getting a guy with SEC experience, you know, probably you know knows the region. You know, played at Florida, uh, coached in the NFL. If you're a receiver. Right now, and he, you know, his last stop was the Steelers. I think Ike said he was interviewing for another job. Yeah, so there was rumor that he was in contention for the offensive coordinator position at the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Right, and mm -hmm. then Auburn snatches him up. You know, this might be a good stepping stone to the eventual offensive coordinator position that he is probably wanting. So I, I like it. I think it's you know all indications have been from the fan base super positive about this and they need some positive momentum going into spring practice right now. So 
I would say great job, Brian Harson, on this hire. It was what we needed. Now we need to start talking about football. <laughs> right. It's time to start. They get to work. The receivers know who their coach is going to be. You know, I got some text messages, all indications from, you know, some of the parents who this affects is, is that they're happy with the hire. Really happy that their kids are going to play under this guy. So great yeah, job. That, that was going to be my question for you. Yeah, I do wonder uh, how this impacts things like uh, Javarius Johnson currently being in the portal. By all accounts, he's still attending workouts, though. So mm. he might be considering taking his name back out of the portal. I know a lot of people have asked about that. I don't know specifically whether or not he's going to remain there, but I do wonder if now that the staff has rounded out, if he's saying to himself, hey, um, maybe this is where I do want to stay. So we'll see. Yeah, I was going to, you know, Spring is less less than a month away, a few weeks away. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we? What do you think we? You know, it's kind of premature, but what can we expect to see out of these receivers? And, and again, we haven't heard any news about Javaris Johnson in terms of other schools. So, uh, I'm curious what this does for the 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 psyche of this team. I mean, Harson is back. But now they have a guy who is experienced at coaching at the next level. And so what does that do in terms of their confidence in, in following this guy, especially him working with Harson? Like, what do we what can we expect to see in terms of improvement? These guys are already in year two, year two of strength and conditioning, year two of understanding the system. And now you have a guy who can actually coach you up or at least have experience at coaching at the next level. What does this mean for those guys? I, I think, in number one, this has to be about route running, right? Like, he's got to teach these guys how to run routes to the correct depth. How many times do we see a receiver run a route only to be short of the line to gain in critical situations or just not running, not being able to get open or get separation? So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that he brings that to this offense. Teach these guys how to get off the line, man, make, make separation between their man and and put their body between the defender and the football to, and make a good play. So I, I think the NFL, 11 years, man, playing in the NFL, this dude knows how to do the, these things. Can he? Can that translate from up here in his noggin to, you know, these guys who he's going to be coaching? Yet to be seen, but I like it. He's been coaching receivers at the NFL level, right? I said I, I don't. I don't see why he wouldn't be able part, to. I don't think the technical part's going to be an issue for him. He's done it as an athlete, mm-hmm. and he's done it as a coach. Um, so in the end, and and in this league as an athlete, right? Like it's not like he doesn't understand what the SEC is about. Um, and again, he understands the commitment necessary to get to the next level, right? Not just man, I was good in college, so I could go play, play pro ball. How do you remain a pro for all of those years? What are the things I need to be doing right now that are going to put me ahead of the game? What are the things that pro scouts want to see? What are the things that my coaches are going to expect? me? Like he can speak to all of those things day one. We don't have to, he doesn't have to pretend to know. He doesn't have to go in there and make up some stuff that, hey man, you know, this is what I heard from a buddy of mine. Like he lived it as a pro. He lived it as a coach. He understood what things made him want to say, hey, this guy needs a shot on Sundays. Um, and that's going to translate immediately because you like you can't help but listen to that guy talk about what it takes to be a pro receiver. A lot of other people can tell you that's that's the same pitch that people talk about with um with uh coach prime down at Jackson State, right? Like 
how are you going to not listen to, to Deion Sanders tell you what it takes to be a professional? Right. The man's one of the best cornerbacks that ever laced them up. Right. Yeah. Coach right. Prime says, come play for me at defensive back. Yeah, that's where I'm going to play ball. If Ike Hilliard says, hey, man, come play wide receiver for Auburn University, might want to listen to that dude. Yeah. Hey, man, you got what it takes. You just need to do X, Y, Z. All right, coach, let's go do it. So I, I think it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, and I think it translates immediately for, for receivers just understanding. You know, I'm going to say this. This might be the year of Shedrick Jackson. He was already making progress under the previous coaches. Mike and I just talked to a guy that's in the, in the quarterback room and, and said he we played did. ball with Shedrick in high school, and he said, man, Shed's a lot faster now. And he like he was amazed at the progression physically that Shedrick had taken since he's been here at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Shedrick's already knows the offense better than most. His hands have been steadily improving. He gets the technical parts down a little bit better. I'm not. I still don't want to see him catching 50-50 balls. Sure, but understanding or where no he routes. needs to be in the offense and being on time for his quarterback and having the experience in the room as a leader. Might have a breakout game, can breakout we, season. Can Might we settle something right now, though? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you dubbed him. Yeah. You dubbed he him Stonehands. He earned right? it. So what's the new nickname going to be if he's catching it? Oh, the famous Shed Jackson. I'm already there. The famous Shed Jackson? I feel yeah, like, I, is, that the, is that the opposite of Stonehands, though? Shouldn't I don't know. We're not, we're not, we're not, we are erasing that. We're erasing okay. Stonehands. He's trying to let it go, man. Let, let, let him mm-hmm. let it go. Let's let him let it go. All right. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm calling him the famous Shed Jackson this year. If he, uh, uh, you know, the old mm, show, the famous I'll, I'll root for him yeah. based on what we just heard like an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Let's get him in the right position to make the type of plays that he is going to be prone think, to making. I like him as a possession receiver. Like, I yeah. like, I like when he's catching the intermediates. I like it when he, like, he, he does well. On, on those types of routes. Like, again, right. to Ike's point, I don't like it when he's running go routes. I don't like it when he's asked to, to do the 50-50, but when he's a possession receiver who you check down to, he's in the slot, he does well there. So if he continues to build off on that, I like our rooms, especially if JJ comes back. I like how things will shape up. Again, Listen, I'm, still, I'm still looking forward to Malcolm Johnson. I'm about to say, I like Malcolm Johnson as the burner. I like what we saw with Tavares Dawson in, in limited ability. Sure. Uh, people forget, you know, Capers is the big body receiver people say we don't have. If he rounds into shape this year and he's mm-hmm. able to go up and be that kind of guy uh-huh. to go get those 50-50 catches, right, then he's going to be amazing for this team. And we still have some freshmen that we haven't seen. We still have Landon King out there. Listen, I receive, we have people who can catch passes on this team. Like, I get everybody doesn't see the flashy, um, you know, Jamar Chase type or the, um, you know, Keyshawn Boutte, right? Like, all SEC performer. But if you have a group of guys that can all get it done and the quarterback can go to anybody, that's just as dangerous as having one guy who's a go-to guy. But again... If Shed can be the guy who's like, I know he's going to be where he needs to be on third and five, and he's he's able to to really like sharpen up that route running, this could be a good year for him. It'll be a good year for him. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with the War Report, and you've been listening to the War Report Wednesday Night War Room. 
If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build a Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. What well, ATL says, which incoming freshman are y'all this most excited question. about mm. at wide receiver? Mm. Mm. Mari be- Kelly, Jay it's- Fair, or Camden Brown? It's between Jay Fair and Camden Brown for me. I like Omar Kelly. No, no shade to Omar Kelly, but Jay Fair. Yeah. I, th- I like. Um, I'm excited about Jay Fair. I'm gonna go Camden Brown. Um, I'm gonna go Camden Brown because again, I, I think there are some guys because I hear Jay Fair is a is a burner. Mm-hmm. We got some burners. Um, I'm just I, I like I like Camden Brown like. Just as a physical athlete, I'm excited to see what he can do and if he gets some opportunities. Um, so I, I have to go with Candom. What Candom Brown? What about you guys? Mike like said. Mike said either or. Yeah, I think Jay Fair. I'm thinking I'm going to go with Jay Fair on this. I like one. Jay Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Camden Brown guy. I liked what I saw from him. Um, just a little bit that I have seen from his high school tape. I think he's got all of the intangibles necessary to be a big play receiver. Um, and I think he fits the mold of something that we don't have in the wide receiver room. Like, there's a lot of competition for the burner spot right now. So, yeah. Do we have any more thoughts on 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 this hire? Um, I, I know they Mike G announced that they kind of announced some more people um, off the field. Uh, they announced uh, that, of course, Javon Reed is going to be the director of football and recruiting relations. Like, I, I'm I'm excited to see his role expand, given the value he brought to the football program over the past year, especially with recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we feel? I mean, we're hearing good news about another guy who got a promotion, coaching the coach who's coaching Edge and special teams. We're hearing Rock. that he's he's starting to make some waves in recruiting. Like, how do we yeah. feel moving forward, just despite what's happened with this staff? How do we feel about how this how this staff as a as a whole will recruit? Listen, I so <laughs> I honestly believe this entire staff feels offended. They, I, th- I think mm-hmm. they all feel offended that people are like uh, Auburn's. In, they're going to tank this year. Like I think the staff has a chip on their shoulder just as much as the kids playing on the team, and they're going out there to prove to everybody, yeah, we're we're going to kill it despite what everybody thinks. Um, and they're going out there with a different kind of hunger to prove people wrong this season. Because, number one, they feel as if they took a bet on this coach, and if he doesn't succeed, they're going to try to find a way to get rid of him. So we got to make sure that doesn't happen. And then number two, again, I think that they just fundamentally believe that we can be just as good as everybody else. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, that stuff is over. Let's move on to football. And this is what I do. I coach football. I recruit kids. Y'all talking crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I just think that's how their their whole mentality. Yeah, I agree. I think they're I think they're jacked up, man. If you chose to stay, if you chose to be a part of this, why wouldn't you have taken that personally? For sure. And now, you know, again, if it's me, it's, it's not just a war report model, but like, I, if, if I'm on this coaching staff, I refuse to be outworked. So you can sling mud on my name. You can say what you want. You can try to discourage us. But the one thing you will not be able to do is look back and say, those guys didn't work. So they made the work harder. Auburn made the work harder on itself 
and on this coaching staff. But yeah. you go out and you hire a guy like Ike Hilliard and you promote uh, Trevon Reed to director of football and recruiting relations, which is not director of recruiting, but it is a segment of recruiting where he is establishing re- relationships with recruits, their parents, you know, their godparents, anything that gets us to that recruit and maintaining those relationships until a time, such a time as we can make an offer to those guys. This is a very important position. So he's going to be out on the road talking to kids and, and letting them know that Auburn is interested in them. And that's hard work. That's a lot of time on the road away from your family, <clears throat> you know, uh, hours, you know, put in after hours. It's going to be hard work, but that's been their whole mantra this time, right? Is work, hard work. That just doesn't mean the players on the field and in the weight room. That's in recruiting. You got to put in yeah. that same hard work. So I never liked the narrative that this staff or Brian Harson didn't want to recruit. I just didn't. I think they were trying to figure out what their strategy and recruiting was. Now, I'll tell you guys something. When I started working in the athletic department as a student, one of the notable differences between Tuber, the Tuberville and the Bowden era was they said that Bowden would go after guys just because everybody else was recruiting them. He got a bunch of stars. Bama wants them. He's got to be good, so let's go after him. And Tuberville stopped a lot of that and said, we're going to do our own evaluation of kids. And it's going to be in-depth, and we're going to send coaches out, and we're going to try to get kids who we want and who want to be here. And then we're going to sell them on Auburn. I think Brian Harson is trying to do something very similar, but right now, because of the advent of like you know sports nutrition and athletes are just so damn good these days, people see us not going after a certain kid and they just think, oh, we're falling behind because they're not recruiting this one guy that I thought we should really have. Give me a break, right? This dude's making five million dollars a year. I mean, I'll wait to see what it turns out turns on the field before I judge his recruiting. And right. year one wasn't it. Yeah, right. most of those weren't his recruits. Yeah, no. and, and again, this year, most of the people playing aren't going to be his recruits, absent of the people from the portal, right? right. So they, those aren't the people who he brought. He saw from high school and said, "This is going to be a guy that fits my program. Let's get him into my strength and conditioning um thing, and then let's try to fi- figure out if we can develop this person into the prototypical whatever it is for whatever mm-hmm. position it is." Just right. the decisions they made at quarterback may yield two or three more wins next season. Yeah. This is a compelling offseason quarterback race. This isn't like last year. This is a real quarterback race we have going on between Zach Calzada, who is going to have to sit out the spring, unfortunately, or be limited, TJ Finley, Demetrius Davis, and Robbie Ashford, with Holden Garner as an outlier unless he shows superhuman ability. You know, I don't expect him to factor into the race, but I expect them to bring him along so that next year he can be a, a factor in it. Right. Like, right. I, I don't know, man. I just think you're going to start to see the effects of this. And if you were a coach on the staff last year, you know how close you were to something special. Yeah. You know, man, you know you fought in every single game and you had a chance to win every single game except for Georgia. And I would even argue they didn't exactly run all over us. Yeah, it was late in that game before it looked right. bad for like us. We right. win. We yeah. Were, yeah, we right. were in that game until um, that that touchdown 
like bomb. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's I, pretty much what broke it open. But. Yeah. I just don't know how everybody else can ignore that reality and just look at the record and say, oh, six and seven, that's worse than Gus. I was like, okay, but look at <laughs> what they did and what they were able to accomplish. Yeah. Right. Took Bama right. to four overtimes, you know, with right. our backup QB and, and, and other guys injured and hurt. Like, come on, man. Like, I just, I just think you get a couple things together, you hold serve on defense and you improve on offense. And this team is in the mix again come November. Yeah. And I get that we're, we're, we're giving you guys the rosy optimism of Auburn fans here of like, oh, man, we were almost there. But the reality is we were almost, we're almost there. there. Yeah. It just yeah, is what yeah. it is. That, that's yeah. not even a stretch of, of the reality of what happened in the game. Yes, we absolutely did lose those games. Like, you can't rewrite the records on those. Um, but I feel as if we're, we were close enough in those games that if you tweak the right things, you put yourself in a, a drastically different position at the end of the season next year. It's sure. the same way I view a lot the losses that we've had in basketball. Is this team perfect? No. But even when we lose, it's not a reason to to be in despair because we lost right. by one point on a road to a team we haven't beat in their house in 19 years. Right. I just think that there are positive sides to where if you make small tweaks here and there, this is going to be the most difficult team to beat in the country in right. that tournament. Doesn't mean we'll win them all, but Auburn football has got a similar type situation where they were just on the wrong side of some unfortunate situations last year. And it's year one. So this is a team that's learning, still learning this system, learning these coaches, still believing in what these coaches are preaching. So I would expect in year two, this team will be a lot closer. Uh, there, there's more trust established. And these guys will be able to execute. These guys will be able to buy in and do what they're asking them so that they can execute better in those moments to yield more positive results the upcoming season. Right. Yeah, I would give I'll give everybody this quote, because, you know, if you watch this show, you guys know that we talked to uh, the director of uh, uh, football operations, Brad LaRondo. Uh, so he's closely in tune with uh, player personnel decisions and staff personnel decisions. And in one of my conversations with him, he gave me a quote. He just said, Mike, you know, we were playing the season with about 40 percent of the guys on this team bought into what we were trying to do. 40 mm. percent. So it took them a year to either get a, a majority of the 60 over to their side or and the remainder to walk and go someplace else. Now mm. they feel good about where they're at because the guys who have chosen to stay now get it. And the guys yeah. who jumped in the portal, hey, good luck to you. Hope you find some place where you're a good culture fit. Right. 40%, man. Come on. <laughs>